0: Hi everybody. Thanks for joining me here on the Fridays with Francis podcast. I'm so glad that you've decided to be with me. Just a reminder, these podcasts are the audio versions of the video live streams that I do every week on Fridays at 8.15 Eastern on my Facebook page, Monk Musings, or my Instagram profile, Francis OSB. If you'd like, head on over to those platforms, and you can see the video live stream either while I'm doing it, or it also gets saved, so you can watch it anytime you'd like. In the meantime, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, and thanks for joining me. Here's the latest episode of Fridays with Francis. Music to start ourselves off with tonight. Hi, Frank. All right, Facebook, we're live. Excellent. Brother was waiting for me. Good, good. Okay, I just have to share this on Facebook so people see it. There we go. Okay. We're going in a minute here. Hi, Tammy. Okay, people are coming in. Hope you can all hear the background music. Hey Brandon, Melissa Claire, welcome. Hello to everybody on Facebook. Hello Johnny. Hello Joe Horton, long time no talk. Let's change that. Okay, I think we're getting ready to, we're going to get ready to start here. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Fridays with Francis. I am so happy that you are here with me tonight. Let us begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we ask you to send your spirit here this evening to be on our hearts and on our minds as we try to understand your word, to understand your will for us, and to try as best we can to grow in love and service of you and of our neighbor. Be with us this evening, bless us, and be with us always. We ask this in your name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Fridays with Francis. It's been a while since I've been live. I had almost forgotten what to do. It's been two weeks. It's been a busy two weeks. And that's because two weeks ago tonight, I was ordained a transitional deacon here at St. Anselm Abbey. I'm going to talk tonight about what that means, hence topic of tonight's little discussion last week was uh you got to hear my first homily which i delivered on october 4th the 20 i have to do math here the 27th sunday in ordinary time uh and so and then that brings us to this friday and so welcome welcome for those of you who have been with us all the time thanks for coming back for those of you who may be new Thanks for showing up. We're glad. I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad to reach new people and to reach people every week. And, and I'm very glad uh, to see you. Um, however, I have to say, I think unless somebody wants to contradict me, my brother Connor wins the award for coming the furthest. My brother Connor is watching live from South Korea. So here's to you, Con Man. Good morning. It's uh it's eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Saturday there now. So Connor's having a uh, Saturdays with Francis not a Friday's with Francis, but we'll we'll forgive him that So tonight I'm going to speak to you. I'd like to speak to you a little bit about Deacons and I titled this This episode deliberately I titled it you're a deacon now what Uh, and it's not a uh, It's not meant to be sarcastic, but I have to say I've gotten this question a lot over the last two weeks, and I thought that I would spend some time tonight uh, answering it. Uh, I want to apologize uh, in advance and say that this may not be the most spiritual of conversations I've ever had, the most spiritual Fridays with Francis that I've ever done, uh, but I hope it will be informative. That's my wish for today. So let's begin. What is a deacon? That's a good question. Uh, I'm glad I asked it. A deacon is uh, a minister of the church, someone who is ordained, someone who is set aside, somebody who is chosen for ministry in the church. Uh, The word itself, deacon, is Greek, comes from the word diakonos, which in Greek means servant or minister. Uh but for our person, what else to start with tonight is where did it come from? What did it look like? What does it look like today? The the order, what we call the order of the diaconate, the order of deacons, actually starts in the Old Testament. It starts in the first giving of the new of the law uh, from God to Moses. And then Moses has to sort of set up the whole, you know, how everything is going to work. Uh, because then the the Israelites have the tabernacle. They have, uh, you know, prescribed worship of God. They have, they eventually will have the temple. Uh, and so they have to set up all that, what that looks like. And what happens is the, the Israelites set up their worship, their temple, and they have The tribe of Aaron Aaron's the brother of Moses and the sons of Aaron become the priests of the Jewish faith they offer the sacrifices but they need assistance with this because there's a lot there's a lot of Israelites there's a lot of people offering sacrifice and so they need assistance and so they are given the tribe of Levi. The tribe of Levi is set aside from the rest of the Israelites, and they are sent to minister to, these, to, the, to, to Aaron, to the sons of Aaron. And so we're going to start early with our check the book. We're going to go to the Bible. We're going to go to the book of Numbers. You don't often cite something from the book of Numbers. It's not every day. ...that you hear from the book of Numbers, and this is the book of Numbers chapter 18. And uh, he talks about the tribe of Levi. The tribe of Levi, in Numbers 18, will minister to you, Aaron, and your sons... ...before the tent of the covenant. They shall attend to you and attend to all the duties of the tent. They shall join you and attend to the tent of meeting. That's where the tabernacle was where the tabernacle was the, the Ark of the Covenant, where the tablets of the Ten Commandments were kept. And the uh, Aaron and his sons will attend to the duties of the sanctuary and of the altar. And the Levites will attend to everything else. That's the, the co- main concept there. And so that continues. That continues through the thousand or so years of Jewish worship with the temple. But we really have a development of the ministry of the diaconate when we get to the very early church. And by that I mean we're talking weeks, weeks after uh, Christ uh, ascends into heaven, after his resurrection. And for that we have to go to the Acts of the Apostles. So we flip all the way. The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 6. So here's what happens. You have the apostles. They're in Jerusalem. They're going to go out to serve and to baptize. But there's a lot of people. There's a lot of new Christians, and they need assistance. And they're not getting assistance from the Jews, the Israelites of the time, because, well, they believe in Christ. They're no longer Jewish; they're no longer of the Jewish faith I should say and so this is Acts of the Apostles chapter 6 I will read most of this now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number the Hellenists murmured against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution and the twelve summoned the body of the disciples and said it is not right that we should give up preaching the Word of God to serve tables. Therefore, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, who we may appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And what they said pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Prochorus, and Nicanor and T- Timon and Parmen, or Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, these they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands upon them, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So the church's understanding of The deacon comes from this right here. And we still follow many, actually we follow all of the instructions here in Acts chapter 6. So the deacons were chosen, so the apostles are really busy. They're going out, they're baptizing people, they're preaching the gospel. But they need assistance because you can't preach the gospel without living the gospel. You can't say that God loves you and loves your neighbor without loving God and loving your neighbor. So they get deacons, these seven men, they choose these deacons. And those deacons are responsible for, it says here, serving at table. What do they do? They care for the poor. They care for the poor. And how did they choose these men? They set them before the apostles, they prayed, and laid their hands upon them. And two weeks ago, that is exactly what happened to me. I went before an apostle, a successor of the apostles, we call them bishops. We all prayed, and then this bishop, Bishop Peter, laid his hands on my head. And that is how I was ordained a deacon. We still follow this. 2,000 years later, we still do that. It was pretty, it was a very, very powerful moment for me. I want to share that with you and say that I've never experienced anything like it in my life and that it was a very powerful, very holy, very sanctifying experience. And I still get. I still get kind of emotional about it when I think about it. It's, it's very, very powerful. And so these deacons become servants to the apostles and servants to the church, to the church. Now, it says, there's other things about deacons here. For that, we have to go to the first letter of Timothy, the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy, Tim, Paul here lays out requirements for bishops and for deacons. It says this about deacons. This is 1st letter of Timothy, chapter 3, verse 8. Deacons must be serious, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, nor greedy for gain. They must hold the mystery of faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then if they prove themselves blameless, let them serve as deacons. There you go. That's 1 Timothy chapter 3, if you want to check that out. Now, after that, after St. Paul's letter to Timothy, we don't really hear about deacons very much. Uh, We hear about St. Stephen, we all know the story of St. Stephen, arguably the first known martyr for the Christian faith. He was martyred by St. Paul, in fact. Uh, We know about Philip, Philip the eunuch, who ends up baptizing a member of the, basically a royal member of the family uh, in Ethiopia, spreads the faith to the African continent. Um, We know about St. Lawrence the deacon, one of my favorite deacons, Uh, who was martyred in the early Roman Empire um, by, he was um, laid down on a grill, a hot grill, and he is famously known for having said, turn me over on this side, I'm done. Hysterical humor in the face of certain death. Uh, And my patron, St. Francis of Assisi, uh, was never ordained a priest, we know he was ordained a deacon, we don't believe he was ever ordained a priest. Uh, and then an interesting note, in the year 536, a Roman deacon named Silvarius was, got the, got the big jump, got the big promotion. He was made, he went from being a deacon to immediately being the Pope. Uh, but, when we get to about the fifth century, What ends up happening is there is not a deacon, an order of the deacons is not set aside like we have now. Mostly what ends up happening is men in the church were made deacons, and then a little bit while, a little bit after that, they were made priests. So you were made a deacon because you were on the way to being a priest. And so we didn't really have. A lot of deacons running around or there was not a specific uh, what we call vocation to become a deacon and stay a deacon uh, I could do a whole theological treatise on uh, the sacrament of holy orders and I think I will one day but not tonight but I do want to mention uh, that we believe in the church we have the sacrament of of holy orders so i received the sacrament of holy orders two weeks ago i became a deacon but we believe so for example and so for example in a few months i'm not sure when uh, when i am ordained a priest um, when i'm ordained a priest i'm still a deacon meaning the, the service that I have been set aside for, I still have. The grace given to me by the Holy Spirit, I still have. I'm still a deacon. It can't be taken away from me. You don't stop being a deacon because you're a priest. You still have those gifts, those talents, and that obligation, really. Uh, you, still have, you still have that with you. So deacons develop over the next 1900 years, uh, and we don't have to jump pretty closely. Oh, I'm going to read this. Our second edition of Check the Book is my other favorite book, The Catechism of the Catholic Church. For that, we go to paragraph 1570, if any of you are following along, and this is what This is what the church says about deacons. This is what the purpose of deacons. They say this. Deacons share in Christ's mission and grace in a special way. The sacrament of holy orders marks them with an imprint or a character which cannot be removed and which configures them to Christ who made himself the deacon or servant of all. Among other tasks, I'll get get to that in a minute. Uh, Okay. So, that's what the church says about what a deacon is. This, he's a servant. He's a servant. Now, we get to Vatican II, Second Vatican Council. The Second Vatican Council brought, what we, we say, brought back part of the deacon, uh, what it means to be a deacon, but also, I think, strengthened the order, what we call the order of the diaconate. Because here's what happened. As I said, many, many of the men who were deacons for a long period in the church were on their way to be priests. And what Vatican II did is it brought back the, or brought back, or established what we call the permanent diaconate. So I am a transitional deacon. I'm on the way to being a priest. I'm transitioning to being a priest. But Vatican II brought a permanent diaconate, And he says this, which can be conferred on married men. So you're a a married man of a certain age, different dioceses have different requirements, you're ordained a deacon, and you stay a deacon. So for example, two weeks ago, and my ordination, my uncle Kenneth came, I was very happy that Kenneth and his wife Tricia were with us, and Kenneth served as a deacon at my ordination mass, but also clothed me, vested me as a deacon for the first time. And that was a really special moment for me as well. And so we did it, the church did it because we have we had the diaconate and they I think they wanted to strengthen the character of what they meant. Now, many of you, I think, have parishes out there who are staffed by permanent deacons and they do yeoman's work they do a lot of work for us and for the church and for God and we're we're immensely grateful to them we couldn't live without them so that's the history portion we'll start there now to answer the question so you're a deacon now what so what can I do? My main function as a deacon is to assist the bishop and the priests. How do I do that? It's for me, my everyday sort of ministry is that I serve at mass. And at mass, my primary roles are twofold, what we call the word and at table. So I proclaim the gospel. And with the priest's permission, depending on the day, depending on what's going on, I may also preach, I am also deliver the homily or give the sermon. And then, so that's the word, and then at table, I prepare the Eucharistic sacrifice. So, as, as a nod sort of to the tribe of Levi, what they would do for the sons of Aaron I prepare the sacrifice, so I prepare the altar. I assist the priest at at during the liturgy of the Eucharist. I distribute the Eucharist. I distribute communion. But it also means I bring communion to the sick when they need it. I can also uh, preside at funeral rites. So yesterday, I went to a funeral home and I uh, prayed with a family who uh the, the father of the family had died. Uh, I prayed with them, I blessed, I blessed him, I blessed the family. Uh, I can perform baptisms. Shameless plug, I can perform baptisms, call me. Uh, I can also witness marriages. Shameless plug call me. Uh, And so I say right now to those of you that are watching, if you'd like me to baptize your child or marry you and your husband or wife, I'm, I'm, I stand at the ready. I stand at the ready. It is easier, I think, in this context to tell you what I cannot do. What I cannot do is this, I can't hear confession that is reserved to the priest. I cannot anoint the sick that is also reserved to the priest. Uh, and I cannot say mass. That's reserved to the. I assist at mass, but I am not the person who makes the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. Now, so that's what I can do, what I cannot do. You have enough of my shameless plugs, that's fine. I do want to say this I have gotten a lot of questions not just in the last two weeks but since I entered religious life and indeed even before that where uh, people have said oh wow you're very privileged you have a lot of privilege because you're a man and you're allowed to be made a deacon you're allowed to be a priest And I don't discount that I want to acknowledge that but I think for too long we've had we have a we have a problem in the church and that is for too long we've had ordination connected to governance of the church right so father's in charge the bishops in charge the popes in charge and i think to some degree that's necessary it's it it just is it, there are there's a lot of there's a lot of things in the church there's a lot of things going on in the church a lot of it we need we need priests we need deacons we need bishops we need the pope we need cardinals but a lot of things in the church already already are run by administered by done by non-ordained people men and women mostly women and so I, I want to just say to to those of you who have who have talked to me about this and there are a number of you out there Uh, the church needs everybody the church needs everybody the church needs men women lay religious priests bishops nuns sisters we need everybody we need everybody to bring the gospel to the world we need everybody to show the love of God to the world We need everybody. And I think for a long time, what has happened is you see somebody who is ordained and you say, you know, oh, he's in charge, so I'm not going to bother. And if anything, for me, and this is me talking, my ordination has served as a reminder that regardless of who my state in life, I am meant to be of service. And I think we can all, we should all think of that, is we, we should always be asking ourselves the question, what can I do? How can I make this better? How can I bring God's love to my neighbor? And remember your neighbor is the person right in front of you. No matter what they look like, no matter what they've done, no matter who they are. And so we all need, we all need to be reminded of that, I think, is that we're all meant to be servants. We're all meant to be deacons, to have the character of diakonos. be servants. That's what being ordained a deacon has really reminded me of and has a lot. I've been really reflecting on this for the last few weeks. We can all be better at being subject to one another. We can all be better at being servants. And as for, you know, if you read the news that I read, which you probably don't, you see a lot, there's a there's a lot of issues going on now in the church with what we call the governance of the church. And um, the more and more I read, the more and more I realize that I probably shouldn't be reading about it because it's depressing. Um, but the more and more I read, uh, the more and more I'm convinced that we all need, all, all of us, lay people and the ordained alike, and this, I'm going to say especially the ordained, we need to remember that. We need to be of service first. That is why we do what we do. That is why we are who we are. And so I'm going to get off my soapbox now. And again, I'll say not the most spiritual of conversations, but I hope this has given you something to think about. I hope maybe you learned something uh, about the diaconate. If you have questions, please leave a comment. I'd love to answer your questions. Questions, so uh, so please leave them. Um, that's what I've got for tonight. I want to say thank you for joining me. Next week we're going to get a little more spiritual. We're going to talk about the church's newest blessed. So a young man named Carlo Acutis, who is on his way to being declared a saint. Uh, he was beatified. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I've been trying to put my hands on everything that I can find about him. I just find him to be very fascinating, and so I thought I would share his story with you. So that'll be next week, Blessed Carlo Acutis, and uh, so I thank you very much for joining me tonight. I hope you'll join me next week. Please know that until that time, I am praying for you, and that God is working on your behalf. Heaven is holding conversations about you angels have been assigned to you. Be at peace. Good night, everybody.